Section six of Dear Mabel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dear Mabel by Edward Streeter. Section six. Dear Mabel, I would have wrote sooner, but I've had such a cold I couldn't say nothing for most a week. Well, Mabel, we ate all the food like the cook said, but we ain't in France yet. I guess he ain't got as many brains as he said he had. Everyone is sore at him cause we didn't kick at none of his food for more than a week thinking that when we'd ate it all we'd go away. He thinks it's funny and says, Do you guys think this war is a coax tour? I hate fellows what tries to get out of things by being smart. Everything's covered with mud including me. I seem to attract mud like I was a maggot, Mabel. Yesterday I spent all the afternoon shining up for the guard so as to be the colonel's orderly. Then I step out of the tent and flewy. The sergeant says, Smith, don't you know enough not to go on guard looking like that? I even got mud in my hair. Max Lucos says when he combs his, it's like raking out a garden. From what I've seen of him, though, I don't see how he found out. It's pouring rain and awful cold. It's so cold that the toothpaste rolls right off in your brush in the morning. The captain has a cold in his nose. He says he won't take the men out in such bad weather as today. Tain't nothing against him, Mabel, but I hope he has a cold all winter. There's a hole in the tent over my cot where the water comes through on me. I put a slicker over me last night. The water made puddles in it. Then when I turned over, they spilt out into my shoes. This had me guessing, Mabel, till finally I put on Max Glucose's shoes there instead of mine. Angus McKenzie had so many holes over his cot that it looked like one of those safety fire sprinklers. He got up last night and rigged his shelter so as half the water hit it and run down into the next cot. He's a bright fellow, Angus, even if he is a foreigner. The other day he had some medicine for a cold. It says on the bottle that I was 17% alcohol. He drank the whole thing right down so as nobody couldn't get a hold of him. It made him awful sick, but he says that's because he isn't used to it for such a long time. Me and him's going down next week to put in a stock of tonics. It's awful hard to write letters, Mabel. Somebody's always falling over your feet or dragging something wet over the paper if you've got a cot near the door like mine is. And when you get going finally at about the fourth try, some sergeant always comes in with a list and makes you check up something. Sometimes I go over to the YMCA, Mabel. But as soon as you get right and a bald-headed fellow jumps up and says, Now, fellows, we'll all sing. All the fellows watch right and looks up and says, Ah, one thing and another. I don't know who the bald-headed fellow is. They got one in every YMCA. They all look about alike. I guess there's a regular issue. There's always a bunch of fellows who don't seem to know why they came, and they all start singing. Then I can't write no more or do nothing. So I come home and go to bed. Independent. That's me all over, Mabel. Most of the taxis are swallowed up in the mud. There's only two or three running now. Only the big, strong fellows can get to town. The cook says it's the old theory of the arrival of the fittest. But I guess you don't know nothing about science, Mabel. When I go to town, I wrap my blouse in a newspaper. If they know you're going, they give you a list of things to get that looks like a Chinese message to Congress. By the time you go to come home, you got so many bundles you look like one of those fellows in the funny papers. Everyone stands in the square looking for a hat rack waiting for the three taxis to come along. When they see one, they rush it like they do in the movies when the millionaire's cars run over the poor fellow's kid. If going over the top is any worse than getting under the top of one of them things with fifty bundles and as many fellows, then Sherman didn't know many swear words, eh, Mabel? But that's history, and I guess you wouldn't understand. 
and then when you get home without a bath or a haircut or the movies or nothing and you forget to get that shaving soap for yourself and spend all your money they say thanks bill put it over here can you change a ten dollar bill there ought to be a law against making money in such big numbers i'm glad you taken up singing lessons again you ought to take a lot of them i got a favor to ask i don't do that often proud that's me all over but if that fellow broggins keeps buttin around seen for him mabel it ain't askin much with me down here defendin you although i don't see why i had to come down here to do it yours internally bill dear mabel this is the last time i will ever take my pan in hand for you all is over among us i felt it comin for some time mabel today i'm on some letters that i got from girls with one from a girl what knows you well she told me all about this fellow broggins she says you take him around with you everywhere that's the kind of fellow i thought he was mabel but i'm surprised at you she says you're awful fond of him and he's so cute i ain't cute and ain't never pretended to be a man's man that's me all over mabel she says she went up to your house the other night and he was sitting in your lap sticking his tongue out at my picture on the mantelpiece after that mabel there's nothing to say so i repeat all is over among us I'm returning today by Parcel's Post, the red sweater and the gloves that has no fingers, and the socks that you wear over your head in your picture. Most of the stuff ain't been used much. The picture has some mud on it, cause I had to keep it in the bottom of my barrack bag, and my shoes came next. The socks I can't send back, cause I sold them to Joe Glucose, and you wouldn't want them now. The stuff that you sent me to eat I haven't kept. I guess you wouldn't want that anyway, Mabel. The stuff that your mother sent me I'm going to keep. She wasn't my girl and she didn't have to send all that stuff if she didn't want to. As for all the things I've given you, Mabel, keep them. I don't want them no more. I ain't even going to mention all the money I've spent on you for movies and sodas and the Lord knows what not. I ain't the kind of fellow to throw that up to a fellow or even mention it in no ways. I kept track of it though in a little book. It comes with $28.27 and some odd cents. And I ain't a going to hold it up against you that I've been saving in the bank for most two years so as to have a little something toward that house with the green blinds. And then I got something like $87.22 in the bank if you can believe what that eagle beak in the cage writes in your book. All wasted, you might say, when you think of the fun I might have had with it in the last two years. Those scenes will just forget. You seem to have already. And that season's pass I got for you for the happy hour so you could keep in touch with things while I was away? Keep that and take Broggins. Otherwise, I got a hunch you ain't going to the movies as much as you used to. I guess this will hit your father and mother pretty hard. They got nobody to blame but yourself. On the other hand, it's going to please some girls that I know. So it's a poor wind that don't blow nobody round, as the poets say. I guess you won't hear much about the poets anymore, Mabel. All you'll hear about is Broggins. I hate a man what talks about himself. I suppose he has joined the home defense. Are you going to have a military wedding, Mabel? I'm kind of sorry for your father. If you have his liver on your hands, don't blame me. You know the doctor said any kind of shock would set him off a mile. And now, Mabel, I'm closing for the last time. It won't be no use running to the door when you hear the postman no more, because he won't have nothing but the gas bill. From now on, the only way you'll hear from me is in the papers, perhaps when we get over there. Now I'm going to ask you a favor, Mabel, for old time's sake. Take the picture I had taken pointing to the American flag and burn it up. You can't have that to show your friends no more, and I ain't going to have no flat foot making faces at it. I may be selfish, Mabel, but a girl can't make a cake and eat it too, as the old saying is. Give my best to your father and mother. Tell them I sympathize with them in their loss. 
It's no use writing any more, cause I'm firm as the rock of Gibber Alter. Concrete, that's me all over, Mabel. As ever, yours no longer, Bill. Western Union Telegram, received at Philopolis, New York. Miss Mabel Gimp, 106 Main Street, Philopolis, New York. Dear Mabel, how was I to know Broggins was a dog? You can send back all your stuff and make me some more if you want to. This telegram is costing me nine cents a word, so I can't say no more. Thrifty, that's me all over, Mabel. Bill. End of section six. End of Dear Mabel by Edward Streeter.